0: Hey, just a quick note. I was having some technical issues mm. with my recording setup. So there is a section uh, about halfway through this episode where it's just going to have my Skype audio instead of my lovely condenser mic audio. So I just want to apologize for that. Um, but we picked it up um i don't know there's probably about 20 minutes missing (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) but uh the content's all great so i hope you don't mind (laughs) it's
1: very it's great and completely unproblematic and we definitely are well equipped with all the tools that we need to uh discuss these potentially thorny issues at times
0: yeah we're really good at our job and um that will make up for the audio issues
1: We're so woke and enlightened and uh, definitely have not made any missteps in uh, the content of what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> All right. Enjoy the show.
1: <laughs> have fun. Have fun. Hello, welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. I'm Nathan Hunt, and this is season 12.
0: Is that right? Uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I
0: got it It in (laughs) one. Now, who cares about the numbers of things? Well, I care about the
1: numbers of seasons, not necessarily
0: episodes. (sighs) Uh, And I'm Cameron DeWitt. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're talking about Eminem, y'all. You voted. You voted for him. Nathan and I, we narrowed it down to Eminem and Yoko Ono. And it was pretty tight. And for quite a while, Yoko Ono was winning mm-hmm. in, the old, in the old survey monkey. But Eminem pulled through with a, a 57% at
1: the, mm. at the end of the day. That's what we call a mandate. Hmm? I said that's what we call a mandate. The, the voters have voted. The, they've made their uh, voice known. Yeah. And, uh, we're
0: we're talking about Eminem. We're talking about Eminem. And and I'm, I'm excited because I've been saying for a while, we need to get a season on this show where Nathan has a chance to specifically shine. Um, not just as a, a charming young man who can uh, just, uh, has the gift of gab, but specifically (laughs) you, you have studied the English language um, and you, and you've studied literature and you've studied poetry and what better way to put your skills to work than to listen to some good hip hop music.
1: Damn straight. Yeah. One of the final papers I wrote in one of my classes was about a, uh, a hip hop poet or sorry, a poet who, uh, well, Couple different poets who had a lot of hip hop influence in their work, and I analyzed them as both MC and uh, producer. Uh, So, Ah, very good. Yeah, I am very interested in the overlap between poetics and hip hop music. And as I mentioned in our bracket episode, I think that hip hop music is in many ways the true historic, like the true inheritor of what is historically referred to as poetry,
0: right? Because you Your discipline mostly was um, modern blank uh, poetry, like on a page or read, Um, but like not rhyming, not put into a meter. Right. Sorry, did I say rhyming? I meant rhyming, not rhyming or put into a meter. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And you put a lot of energy in. Yeah. Free verse. That's the word. Mm-hmm. And you put a lot of energy into that and you're really into it for a while. And now you, I, my, <laughs> my impression is that you basically hate it now. Well, yeah,
1: most of it. I think there's <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, um, I think there's just, it just took a, a bad turn historically. Like, and you can see this whenever you ask like high school students or college students to write a poem, they write, uh, in, if not a regular rhythm, then at least some sort of rhythm and they have rhymes. And uh, historically, the root re- like poetry essentially was song lyrics. Like in at least in like Western literature tradition, like you would recite poems to musical accompaniment. And whether that was like they were actually fully sung or recited in the same way that a that a MC might recite poetry uh, their you know lines, their rhymes. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, it was probably both at you know different times with different people. Um, But yeah, I mean, poetry became song lyrics divorced from music and then it just became language without form, without a regular form. Right. And I think that last step is where it lost a lot of people. And I don't think it's an accident that it was around that time that poetry started becoming a lot less popular. Uh Like you used to have people, people would like buy books of poetry, you know? They wouldn't buy uh, a lot necessarily compared to like novels or something, but nowadays you have this situation where more people write poetry than read poetry. like when was the last time you you met somebody or talked to someone who read poetry that didn't also fancy themselves
0: a poet? Oh, no one absolutely no one, no one. <laughs> absolutely yeah. not
1: <laughs> yeah, and so I think it left a uh, a void in culture for this uh this sort of chanting recited um, rhymed and metered
0: verse. And it, and it is melodic and tonal. Yes. Yeah. It it's just a, yeah. doesn't necessarily use, um, it doesn't use the same rules as like uh, a, a more typical singing, you know, but right. it is on notes. Yes.
1: Yeah. And um, it, it does tend to like, especially Eminem tends to uh, vary the meter quite a bit. Um, you know, usually if, if you like sing a verse of a song, oftentimes each verse is to the exact same rhythm and the exact same melody in the exact same ways, and it's like r- repetitive in that way. And then Eminem is just like varying things a lot,
0: yeah. At, um, a, at a certain point, it's sort of like w- what's the point of doing hip hop unless you're going to create polyrhythms inside the form, you know, because most hip hop is mm-hmm. to a four four beat, like, right. um like the the production the music is fairly square I don't mean that in like a value judgment way but I mean like literally <laughs> it's groups of four beats there's such squares um, man it's always like four groups of four beats um, and then like it it's multiples of four and it uh, mm-hmm. but the the form of the the phrase links within those is is varied and like the way that it rhymes isn't it's like when we are listening to ICP, it would always be da 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 da. Rhyme. Da na 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 Rhyme. Da na na It's just over and over and over again. It's like the, you would be better served actually writing a good melody instead of doing hip hop here.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if it's going to be that regular, you might as well just like, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in hip-hop, and um, I don't think it's an accident that hip-hop started becoming popular within a few decades after poetry essentially abandoned form in a lot of ways. Hmm. Um, poetry became like so cerebral and academic and dry and gutless, and then uh, within a few... I mean, starting in the 70s is when... Uh, who are they called? Were they, ah, fuck. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting some of my historical context, but there was a group called the new, it's not the new poets. It's they, they put out an LP that was poetry, but to a beat that was pretty similar to what became hip hop. And I think they became kind of influential on how it developed. Interesting. Yeah.
0: We should check Maybe we should look at that for like a palate cleanser episode at some point.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, that
0: would be interesting. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Well, yeah. Uh, what what should our goals for this oh, season be? The
1: last poets. Sorry. The
0: last poets. Yeah. That's great. even better.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what should our goals for the season be? I generally like to have some preconceptions that I like to turn into either conceptions or non conceptions or post conceptions.
2: <laughs> hmm. Uh Uh,
0: about our artists so what do you what ideas do you have about Eminem that you want to see if they're true or not
1: well I know he's very well regarded as a rapper Um, I haven't listened to a ton of his music he does have a guest verse on a 50 cent song that is virtuosic and like dazzling Um, which doesn't necessarily you know mean that all of his work is going to be that way I mean, Lil Wayne has a has a verse on a Jay Z song that's really cool, but not all of his own work is up to that same quality. True. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in interrogating like Eminem as "quote unquote" the best rapper, right?
2: Um,
1: I also am very curious, like um, the social issues surrounding Eminem, uh, because he he originally became popular with um, some very provocative like kind of intentionally immature work, kind of like the, the real Slim Shady, my yes. name is song. Um, and when he, he just like, it's almost like a jerky boy sketch. It's like really right. juvenile in a, in a very intentional I like, remember my friend playing
0: way. that album for me. And there was like a bunch of, um, jerky boys esque sketches in between the tracks. Oh. Uh, and I, f- I feel like there was one where like Eminem was just, it was just like, Eminem was like fucking a bunch of other people or himself, but he, there was like some sort of gay orgy happening.
1: Um, Yep. That's another one. of The other ones is like, he's faced a lot of criticisms of homophobia.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely interested in figuring out. Yeah. To what extent is his gay panic, like actual real and vulnerable or to what extent is it destructive? Not that those are, Mutually exclusive, right? Um, and and when is it? When is he just playing a character? You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I think we're going to get into a lot of a lot of similar stuff that we got to with ICP, with like performative uh, a- anti-social or like uh, per- performative pathology. Maybe is is a better way to put it. Sure. Yeah. Where it's like he's he's kind of playing this character of maybe someone who's more violent or braggadocious or misogynist or homophobic or like uh, violent than he actually is you know right and then of course that like brings up a lot of really interesting questions about how okay is that like when does depiction become endorsement and are people going to try to imitate this kind of thing um and you know icp they explicitly uh are pretty open about using that as a way to bring people into a positive community. And Eminem doesn't seem to have like the same, like loyal group community that he's created around himself. He, he I mean, there's no like, M, there's no M, like Eminem counterparts to juggalos, right?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I I am curious to see, there's this idea that I mostly agree with that white people, when they appropriate uh, black culture, specifically music, Style, clothes, etc. When they do that, they are able to um, succeed and be celebrated for it, whereas um, black folks uh, expressing their own culture and music, etc., will be punished for it. Like white people with dreadlocks, maybe not everyone likes them, but, um, you know, like black people with dreadlocks, specifically, like will get, get fired told. for their hair sometimes They'll get fired. Or yeah. won't get hired, you know. Yeah. Things like that. Or, you know, Mac uh I keep harping on this, but when Mac won uh, you know, rap album of the year, uh when he was up against Kendrick Lamar's um uh good kid Matt City.
1: <laughs> that just looks more and more ridiculous, like year after year.
0: Yes. <laughs> I mean it
1: was stu- it was like asinine and stupid when it first happened, but the more distance we get from that, the more just absurd that seems like what yeah. the fuck <laughs> fucking Macklemore one rap album of the year. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah. And Ugh. it's like, I do think he's a good rapper. Like I, I've enjoyed a lot of his, a lot of his stuff. I think he's pretty good, but he's not fucking Kendrick Lamar.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's not Eminem either.
0: Yeah. Also true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Eminem is clearly a better rapper than Macklemore.
0: Yes. Just so in terms guess, of like
1: technical skill.
0: I guess that's what I'm interested in exploring specifically is to what extent is Eminem's success, his whiteness? And to what extent is his success, his actual talent? Um, right. How does Although, he interact with his whiteness? How do other people interact with his whiteness, etc.? cetera?
1: Exactly. Yeah. I'm also very curious about that, especially because... Um, According to Wikipedia, he struggled to uh, be accepted in Detroit as a rapper. He grew up in a mostly black neighborhood in Detroit. And uh, here we go. This is the sentence from Wikipedia. Struggling to succeed in a predominantly black industry, Eminem was appreciated by underground hip hop audiences. Um, So I appreciate about this album that he does not seem to have a chip on his shoulder about race. Like, yeah, I, I would have, I definitely, it wouldn't have surprised me for a white rapper to, uh, come out swinging and defensive about that fact. But, um, he seems to be almost be like kind of humble about it where he's like, yeah, you know, I get it. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm trying to, uh, write or like have this art in a, uh, traditionally black space. And, uh, you just like. it it seems to almost like motivate him to, to prove himself more than just like kind of defensively diss everyone and puff himself up. Although he does do a lot of dissing on this album, but that's, that's a classic like hip hop idiom.
0: Yeah. I think he's just like, if I'm going to do this, um, I mean, that's what you, that's what like sort of rap battles are all about. And I, it seems like that's where he got his chops, like where he, where he developed them is like at school. Right. Um, like as a teenager, I I read something about him, like keeping basically making his own rhyming dictionaries, um, and not just rhyming, you know, words, but rhyming sentences where every every syllable rhymes within the sentence and things like that. And like his first work was a lot more musical and a lot more um, about form um, than uh, substance. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you It can, was, like, a lot of nonsense, but...
1: Yeah. Wikipedia has this sentence, although the words often made little sense, the drill helped Eminem practice sounds and rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you definitely hear it on this album. There are times when the repetition of sounds becomes, like, overwhelming. It's, like, too much. It's, like, too much. You got, like, Eminem, yes. you got to stop.
0: <laughs> too yeah. much.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, at a certain point, it's just more... It It's, like impressive but not necessarily good. Um, when it's, like, it's been 30 to 45 seconds of the, exi- like, a whole sentence rhymed the same way <laughs> over and over again.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. I, you're making it sound like it's kind of monotonous, and I don't think I would say that.
0: No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it's not mono- monotonous. Uh, oh, ooh, why oh, can't it, I say
1: that word? Uh, Monominous. Doo, 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 doo.
0: uh it no it's it's definitely very musical but at a certain point it's like you well yeah move on we get it <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay all right well this is uh, Eminem's first album released in 1996 it did not do very well it sold it's... apparently about uh, fewer than a thousand copies
0: yeah downwards of a thousand copies
1: downwards of a thousand <laughs> copies exactly <laughs> Um, it, it says, uh, and I think I think this is a really interesting album because I think it sort of showcases. I think it's truer to Eminem than his breakout albums. Like ha- having not heard, you know, something like um, uh, what's the what's the one that has a Slim Shady? So Slim Shady LP, I guess. Um, mm. Like he, he developed, he got his prominence with that Slim Shady alter ego. Um, but I think this album seems more true to who Eminem is and becomes later. Yes. Like uh it's he's got like some positive motivational songs on this album, um, which is something that he comes back to quite a bit. Um and uh he doesn't have the like kind of uh pathological um side that Slim Shady seems to have.
0: Yeah. Uh Slim Shady seems to be a little stinker. Yeah, exactly. And- and Eminem is, is a little stinker in a lot of this, but not in a like edgelord way. Right. That's a good way. To More put it, in yeah. just like, a. we all know what's happening. You know, you're like, you're, you're doing a roast battle and we're hearing one side of it.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had a, he had a rough childhood. Um, his father abandoned the family. They ping pong back and forth between Michigan and Missouri, uh, he ended up living with his mother in uh Det- in a not great area of Detroit um a lot of poverty um and then he he uh gets attracted to rapping um does a lot of rap battles he releases this album in 1996 it does not do well and uh he at one point attempted suicide actually after this album didn't do well yeah yeah and his his daughter was born i think in the same year the album came out or maybe the year before. I think it was the year before. Yeah. So he's, he struggles a lot in his, in his early life.
0: Yeah. And I guess, um, uh, I'm, I'm reading here that, uh, maybe his disappointment with his life in general, but also that this album's specific lack of success is what inspired him to develop his slim shady alter ego. Right. Yeah,
1: it's it, on Wikipedia it says, Detroit disc jockeys largely ignored Infinite, this album, and the feedback Eminem did receive, quote, why don't you go into rock and roll, which <laughs> huh. is really dumb, uh, led him to craft angrier, moodier tracks. So, And I think that sort of led him down the road of the Slim Shady, uh, which Wikipedia says, the character allowed him to express his anger with lyrics about drugs, rape, and murder.
0: Great. Well, I, I can't cool. wait for that arc of his... <laughs> of his career uh shall we
1: yeah you want to talk about the first song yes infinite
2: my lamination of narration. Hit a snare and bass and a track for tough rapper interrogation. When I declare invasion, there ain't no time to be staring gaze, and I turn the stage into a barren wasteland. I'm infinite. You heard the hell while well I was sick from it. I went to it, surfing the sentence for murdering instruments. Now I'm trying to repent for me. But when I hear the beat, I'm tempted to make another attempt at it. I'm infinite.
1: I I like the production on this album fairly well. Yeah. Like it's not I don't know, it's not, like, mind-blowing necessarily, but it's, like, pretty good, considering that this it seems like a pretty low-budget album and did not achieve much success. It's. I mean, it's light years ahead of, like, ICP's first album, for instance.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, it doesn't have Kid Rock showing up to drop the N-word left and right.
0: Right. So, that helps you know,
1: a lot. You uh, know, little victories. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so this is a... um it's it's pr- pretty standard like brag rap, um, but there's I I the the chorus is fun. It's like kind of a neat twist on the bragging kind of thing. He said, "You heard of hell while I was sent from it. I went to it serving a sentence for murder and instruments. Now I'm trying to repent from it. But when I hear the beat, I'm tempted to make another attempt at it. I'm infinite. It's like huh. it's like rapping and artistic success is like his um, temptation. Oh." Yeah, he's like, "Man, I just oh, I just can't I can't keep myself away from crafting all these great lines." And I I you know, I I it's it takes me to hell and like it's condemning my soul, but I just I can't resist.
0: Yeah, there there's there's a level Yeah, he's working on a few levels. One is like, yeah, the standard being braggadocious in a rap. Like that's the point of the song but there's also a sort of a zoom out and an extra level that's sort of aloof like where he's sort of just saying like i'm not even really i'm not even really here right now bragging to whoever the second person is Mm -hmm. you know whoever's listening he's like no i'm like um i'm not really on the same level as you like right uh which i think is kind of it's almost like um Uh, there's a moodiness to it, a, uh, a sort of, um, he's, it's a pensive song. And I think the production feels that way too. It's a good way to put it. And there's a a kind of a, like a, like a kind of a bittersweet, um, uh, um, what's the word for, uh, it's not a monologue, but like, uh, it's like, it's a soliloquy,
2: Mm.
0: you know? Um, it, it feels like song of myself, like. Mm. There's something Whitman-esque about about this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, he, he where sings there's like the body pride, electric. but it's yeah. <laughs> he's large. He I, I'm, I'm really into it. He's a big boy. <laughs> hmm. So big.
1: Uh, he's got some fun lines here. Ayo, my pen and paper cause a chain reaction to get your brain relaxing. The zany and maniac in action. A brainiac, in fact, son. You mainly lack attraction. You look insanely whack when just a fraction of my tracks run. My rhyming skills got you climbing hills. I travel through your mind into your spine like siren drills. Damn. Those are cool lines. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, um... Uh, hmm?
0: I, I have a sound sample of um moment I like. Do you want to do the one that says marijuana smog? Yeah.
2: Right. With this index and check the monologue Turn your system up, twist them up And then in the marijuana smog
0: <laughs> I really like I, I think that's a clever rhyme Rhyming monologue with marijuana smog Yeah And I think they make sense He clearly w- It started with a desire to rhyme those two things But he totally made it work Right, yeah And I, I like the game of oh, I'm going to rhyme these two words and then uh, reverse uh, engineer it.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite things about hip-hop music is the intricacy of it. And um, that can be uh, of a formal nature in terms of just like the repetition of sounds and the rhymes and the polyrhythms. Uh, But it can also be ideational or conceptual um, where you hear – well you hear the like the beautiful music of the language itself um but it doesn't necessarily suggest anything super concrete or you don't necessarily understand it 100 percent, and so you kind of have to go back and study it a little bit to figure out exactly what he's saying so, so like right. in these lines he says put this in decks and check the monologue turn your system up twist them up and indulge in the marijuana smog he's basically saying like yeah put this tape in your stereo and and uh spark up and listen to me rap and you're gonna enjoy it right um but the way he's a very
0: small idea
1: yeah it's a very small idea but he the way it's expressed is like really fun and intricate
0: yeah john once told me like an idea about like one of the goals the artistic goals of hip-hop and i and i've thought about this a lot ever since uh it, one of the artistic goals is often how unconcise can I be right <laughs> um, about a small idea yeah it's like the it's like an inverted essay it's not like thesis statement supporting paragraphs which develop the concept you know and uh, and then conclusion it's more like I have this like one kind of open idea and I'm going to, um, and I'm going to just sort of explore it and hang out in it. And my goal is to keep you entertained while I do.
1: Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. And it it allows for a lot of space for like fun little delights or little like side or like throwaway lines or like extra texture for the idea. It like really fleshes yeah. it out in a in a fun way. Can we listen to the
0: end of uh, the second verse? We can.
2: My pieces, stereo to pieces, my cappella release, classic masterpiece, through telekinesis, that eats mentally, gently, sentimentally, instrumentally, with entity, mentally meant to be infinite. <laughs> <laughs> I- mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that's, a, that's an example of, um, you know, he's, he's clearly just. Other people, when they would try to rhyme like this, would take a bunch of multi-syllabic words that all have the same suffix and just throw them together, and it would be mm-hmm. like, this is so tiresome. Um, but the way that he lays it out in uh, <laughs> in the meter is really pleasing. Right. It feels like a drum solo. Yeah, it And does. it actually works to have these multi-syllabic words. And... Um, Some of them are, are a stretch to understand, but in a way that I don't mind because it's so pleasing musically.
1: Do you mean stretch to understand in terms of like, he sort of fudges the sounds? Is that what you mean? No, no, no.
0: I mean like content wise. Okay. So let me just read it. Yeah. He says, my acapella releases classic masterpieces through telekinesis. It eases you mentally, gently sentimentally, instrumentally, with entity, dementedly, meant to be infinite.
1: A few of those seem just like thrown in for the rhythm. and Yeah. Like I don't know about entity. Yeah. With entity and dementedly meant to be infinite. Hmm. Yeah. I I feel like he's usually pretty good about not throwing in, uh, words that are clearly meant to like fill space. Um, but you know, occasionally he just throws things in there. Um, I do like the, the suggestion that, um, j- this, the, the act of speaking to us is like a form of telekinesis and like can impart physical changes on you, Yes, um, which that's a really fucking cool idea that I like a yeah. lot. It's like, yeah, you, you know, you, you spoke these words and you can have a physical effect on people with them. And that, that is like kind of a superpower. It's a kind of telekinesis.
0: Yeah. That is really cool. Uh, he does another Turner of phrase. Uh, do you want to play the other uh, sound sample I have? Yes. Of this song?
2: Uh,
0: Mike Nestler is an absolutely adorable... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like way to talk about being a rapper that I really appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: gets cute on this album in some fun yeah. ways. Yeah. He there's another song where he opens with like uh snuggling hugs.
0: <laughs> he does. That's he the does fourth, say that. Fourth
1: song that we'll get to it, but uh yeah, Mike yeah. Nestler is is funny. I am just imagining someone like kind of hunched over like cradling a mic and just rhyming into it.
0: Yeah, and he kind of yeah, there there is an element of um I don't know just like delight in what he's doing that it kind of fits with I mean later on he says I'd rather let a tactical tactful track tickle your fancy and it's like yeah you're being a Mike Nestler right now yeah
1: he's being a real Mike Nestler (laughs) you're enjoying this (laughs) (laughs) it's it's nice (laughs) maybe that should have been his alter ego Michael Nestler (laughs) hi I'm Mike Nestler (laughs) I'm just would you like to hear some of my raps <laughs> would you like to hear <laughs> i'm just imagining like uh dave chappelle's like white guy voice <laughs> <laughs> i love that voice it's very entertaining <laughs> oh boy yeah um should we move on to the next song yeah yeah it's uh well it's a skit w-e-g-o Um, do you wanna listen to it or should we just keep No, uh that one it's pointless, right? It's pretty pointless. It's just like two guys pretending to be uh DJs on um a Detroit radio station same claiming that the next song is number one radio request. Uh, Oh, there you go. (laughs) That's basically all there is to it. Uh so we'll move on to the next song which is called It's Okay and features a rapper named IQ.
2: Be disabled to crawl. I'm too stable to fall. The pressure motivates to know what hold the way to boulders on my shoulder blades. I see the golden gates to heaven on earth, where they don't pull a weapon on you when you're stepping on turf. Cute, it's a rough day, but everything is okay. I'm up all night, but everything is all right. It's a rough week, and I don't get enough sleep. It's a long year pretending I'm a long hit.
1: There's a lot of um guest rappers on this album, which I don't know yeah. if I was expecting that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. So that, that one's named uh, IQ. I
0: like that hook really well. Uh, I like that it's all, each line is internally rhymed and doesn't rhyme with the next line. Right. Rhyme. It's a broke day, but everything is okay. I'm up all night, but everything is all right. It's a rough week and I don't get enough sleep. It's a long year pretending I belong here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's good.
0: I like the content of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I like that rhyme scheme. This is
1: uh, Eminem being very positive, and he says something pretty surprising that I was not expecting to hear ever from Eminem. Ah, uh, yes. I've seen it turn beautiful people turn crude and deceitful, and make them do shit illegal for those these grants and Jacksons. These transactions explain a man's actions, but in the midst of this insanity, I found my Christianity. Through God, and there's a wish he granted me, he showed me how to cope with the stress and hope for the best instead of mope and depressed.
0: What is what is it ICP said? We're not sorry we fooled you. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, didn't take him long to fess up to how he fooled you on uh, his second rap track on his first yeah. album. He's like,
0: ha I'm not sorry that I fooled you. I was like, did you really fool us? <laughs> it's all been about the Judeo-Christian God <laughs> this whole time. Oh, damn it.
1: Yeah, what do you make of that? Because he doesn't seem to be much of a religious person,
0: right? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I definitely didn't have that preconception.
1: Yeah, me either. I wonder if he ever comes back to it or addresses it again.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a common thing in rap music. Yeah, um, true. To have a sort of cultural expression of Christianity, if not a specifically dogmatic one. Right. Um, but you know, when people like, uh, you know, rapping about angels or guardian angels or being, you know, like that's like, it's not actually theologically based in Christianity necessarily, but like it's culturally, right. <laughs> you know, um, syncretist, uh, syncretistic with it. um, mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, like there's the old, um, stereotype of, of a rapper at get, making an acceptance speech at the Grammys or whatever. And, and saying, first of all, I want to thank God.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. And
0: then, and usually the people who like make fun of that are like, why are old fucking boomers who are just like, why would God, um, be into your music or help you with this? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> this <is just> trash. <laughs> which is terrible.
1: I mean, um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, not to get like too much social commentary, but, uh, it's kind of hypocritical of them to say, considering how overwhelmingly Christian evangelicals support totally awful shit. Like, uh, you know, all of Donald Trump's whole agenda.
0: Yes. Mm hmm. Uh, hot, hot takes here. Hot takes. <laughs> wow. I what like a, them. what
1: a cool and novel thing to say.
0: Uh, here, here's something about the music. Um, it's, it's kind of in between uh, straight eighth notes and triplet swing, the, d- the delivery of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, are you, fam- you're, you're familiar with this, this concept,
1: uh, which, con- sorry, which concept, the swing,
0: um, like, uh, how, how you express eighth notes. So the idea is you, if you have like a four, four measure, mm-hmm. it means four beats. hmm but you have space in between the, you have space inside the beats and you can divide them in different ways. Um, you can divide them exactly in half and those are called eighth notes. Um, so it would be uh, it's a broke day, but everything is okay. I'm up all night, but everything is all right. Obviously they're not delivering it that way. Um, you can also del- you can also do a triplet swing which is dividing it into three and having um, the first uh, note in the beat take up two thirds of the, of the duration and the, the second note take up the last one third of the duration. So mm-hmm. it'd be like, it's a, uh, it's a broke day, but everything is okay. Um, more limerick like, mm-hmm. um, but IQ is delivering it kind of somewhere in between. Um and uh, someone recently told me, um, uh, what, what's his name? There's this like rapper that was really, no, sorry. There's a drummer uh, that was really influential in. I feel like it was Dilla. Um, hmm. His 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 drum beats got like sampled a lot in in a lot of uh, early hip hop, and it made this really specific sound. And someone like actually analyzed it, and they're like, the thing that makes this beat so compelling is that it's dividing a quarter note into five pieces um, where the first note is three fifths. And then the second note is two fifths. Oh, so it's specifically in between straight and half and a triplet swing. Cause if you do a triplet swing, it's going to sound like hokey. And if you right. do it straight and half, it's going to sound robotic but mm-hmm. there's this sort of perfect uh, kind of like lazy subdivision in there. And I feel like that's why it sounds good. Like, I don't know if I could do that, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. without really specifically practicing it. This is the kind of thing that I think people take for granted. Like when they listen to this, it's like, no, yeah. this, the rhythm just on this hook is perfect. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't just do this at, uh, unless you would listen to it a lot. Um, like at a karaoke, you know, like you couldn't mm-hmm. just like. Have you ever seen someone try to rap karaoke? Oh, I've
1: at, I've at a karaoke bar? seen it and done it, and
0: it's oftentimes a bad idea. Yeah, um, people are like, "Oh, what's the worst that could happen? I don't have to sing, right?" It's, like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's way harder than singing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um. In fact, I tried to do it with a uh, with an Eminem song. I tried to do, uh, uh, my name is. Um, oh really. <laughs> and i i got booed at karaoke which oh my god fucking sucks that's rule number one it's like do not fucking boo people at karaoke
0: yeah that's that <sighs> that is really mean you gotta be supportive <laughs>
1: yeah you gotta be supportive no matter how many stupid things they do or how bad their ideas are uh in fact like the guy the guy who ran the bar i mean i i like i just stopped in the middle and was like fuck you guys i'm not doing this anymore um yeah because it's well i should say that song is impossible um especially if you yeah. only barely remember it from uh you know from your middle school days or whatever <laughs> um yeah <laughs> yeah so the the guy who like ran the karaoke place got on the mic and was like y- like told people off for booing me he's like you guys can't no no more you can't do this stop it
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> jesus yeah it was, it was bad yeah, that story sucks.
1: Mhm.
0: I'm I'm booing you for telling that story on our show and Wait, bringing what? everyone's <laughs> mood down. <laughs> now I'm sad again. <laughs> uh, yeah, just so we could hear that that um the swing, just play it, play that uh hook one more time. Yeah.
2: I'm using smarter tactics to overcome the slump. I won't become as dumb as some and succumb to scum. It's cumbersome. I'm trying to do well on this earth, but it's been hell on this earth since I fell on this earth. It's bro-
0: yeah, that's a cool rhythm. Yeah, that's M and M actually not IQ, but um it's the same the same delivery. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Cool. Uh you wanna go on to uh Tonight?
0: Yeah, spelled for? with a T E. A T E? Yeah, no g-h
1: uh but Oh, at the end is a T E. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how it beginning with T O made it begin- made it be
0: T E. This is podcasting gold, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it's great. Alright, fuck it.
2: Maybe <laughs> all I wanna do is follow one or two, smoke a little bit and follow one of you back home when the party ends. So tonight I'm dropping hits to the finest women in the audience. Yeah. Cause we came in and do this tonight. We don't wanna fight, we don't want to want feeling upside
0: this is the least hmm? this is like the least interesting hook right
1: uh yeah i mean i i kind of like the background vocals where it just like yeah. pops in with that one note where they're like ah that's fun uh i like that kind of like uh sampling kind of aesthetic uh but in terms of like rhythm and words of what he's saying is no it's boring yeah yep um this is the song i was referring to earlier where he talks about uh snuggling hugs uh yeah. so the opening lines i'm giving mad love i'm snuggling hugs struggling thugs smuggling drugs juggling jobs guzzling jugs so here's a toast to federal checks heterosex unaffordable medical debts ah it's a lot of uh a lot of ideas in there it definitely yes. risks um just collapsing into nonsense and i think at times it essentially does yeah <laughs> guzzling jugs is they're just like sucking on my titties like you wanted me calling me all the time i like, assumed he meant
0: like jugs of liquor uh hmm i guess so i guess so liquor licking her boobs <laughs> liquor
1: i hardly know her. like, like yeah. you were saying <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i was agreeing with you yeah um <laughs> i like that he follows snuggling hugs with struggling
0: thugs uh yeah that's <laughs> that's very good
1: <laughs> i feel like i went right from like the nursery to like, (laughs) to like a, uh, abandoned building somewhere in the outskirts of Detroit. Uh, uh, yeah. So what, what is this song
0: about? Um, uh, I, I guess is, is it about the potential for there to be conflict? Um, and Eminem's just sort of saying, "I know that when I'm gonna do what I do, it's gonna like create some conflict, but I want to remind everyone that uh, that's not what I'm why I'm doing it."
1: Yeah, I think that I think you're right. Yeah, because it's it's sort of positive. He's like, "Yeah, I'm here to do this, and I'm gonna accomplish it." So it's kind of like motivational in that sense. But he also does say. I grapple an axe for them, baffle an axe of mysterious stab in the backs who dabble in wax, steal in my art when I sculpt it. That culprit that stole shit will end up with his skull split. Then I buried the hatchet. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Now, after you murder someone, you're like, all right, all right, yeah, call it off. No more vengeance. <laughs> we'll bury the hatchet, okay? It's like, huh, does it? Hmm, that's funny.
0: Um, yeah, I don't necessarily have that much to say, but I have a sound sample of the part that you read already. Um, oh, yeah? You can play that. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And you titled this, uh, First Sign of Homophobia.
0: Oh, yeah, just because he said, um, he's like making a toast to heterosex. Um. Yeah. Which It's like, why wouldn't you just say sex (laughs) unless you're specifically saying not gay, not gay?
1: (laughs) No homo, no homo. Um, No homo. I mean, honestly, I think he's just putting it in there for the rhythm and the rhyme. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean.
0: I just got my eye out for it, I guess. As
1: you should, I think. Definitely think that's something we should be watching out for. Um, I mean, because he's also like toasting unaffordable medical debts. So he's definitely like being somewhat sardonic in what he's toasting yes so i think to a certain extent that's a good point he's being tongue-in-cheek so i don't think he's necessarily saying like i am toasting heterosex only because that is the only correct form of sex
0: because i'm because i found my christianity (laughs) well
1: yeah actually that's i don't know um, I like these lines. So get your cameras and capture how miraculous I rap for all you Draculas and showed you all how wack you was. I meant it as a diss cause you don't possess the pizzazz of this. I'm hazardous enough already as it is. Damn.
0: I'm, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: That's great. I mean, this is like, it's like, um, slam poetry. It's
0: really silly. It, yeah.
1: It's like <laughs> slam poetry if slam poetry. Wasn't completely insufferable and terrible.
0: <laughs> you hate poetry so much. <laughs> <laughs> there's I love it.
1: There's such there's like such a small percentage of slam poetry
0: that's good. Um yeah. So What do you think about What do you think about Buddy Wakefield? Buddy Wakefield. Uh I don't think That's the person everyone likes. Oh,
1: Buddy Wakefield. Yeah, John show me some of his stuff. I was not super into him. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um mostly because he definitely has like a flow, but a lot of it is just like nonsense sounds or not great metaphors or just kind of facile ideas. Yeah. Like he's, he's, you know, doing some similar stuff to what Eminem is doing in the song, but just not in a good way. (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I say that, but it's not like I've like listened to a lot of what he's done
0: either. That was just, uh, the impression that you were left with.
1: Exactly. After seeing one or two of his videos,
0: and I've I've definitely seen Should like we,
1: good slam poetry videos, um, especially like if you. I mean, it depends on what you call slam poetry, but uh, there's definitely some good. Bro, shit you out
0: want there. to get slammed, bro? <laughs> right in the slammer. Think think about getting slammed tonight. Slam a jam. Right in the poetry. <laughs> Cameron,
1: you want to move with me to a new place in this country? You want to move to the three one three? Yes. Let's move to three one three.
2: You ain't singing, I'm not my thing, you done And you all knew from get go that you couldn't hold your own With the strength of lubricant, no so stop that bullshit flow Yo, you need to come with them real skills and act like you know So what you know about a sweet MC, in the 313 None of these skills you about to see come free So you wanna be a sweet MC, you better become me
0: uh, that reminded me of the time when uh, we were moving to Philadelphia and uh, you just decided to come. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember you're that. segue. And you're like, yeah, I'll move to Philly. Why not?
1: I just kind of invited myself along on a road trip.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't remember the the specific order of how it happened, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I then... Think- and then you got hit by two cars. In two and, weeks. And I believe your, your, your specific uh, thing you said was, man, fuck this city.
1: Yep, that's exactly what I said. And uh, I have a pretty similar idea about Boston by this point.
0: City, city of brotherly kill bicyclists.
1: Yes, exactly. And it's worse in Boston. Hooray. The only reason I haven't been hit by multiple cars is that I stopped riding my bike except on protected paths, mostly.
0: Come to Portland. <laughs> I will.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this is this is kind of a fun song. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit more inclusive, because he's like, yeah, we're just representing this area, Detroit, the 313 area code. Um, and they're just like rapping about how cool it is and how legit they are. And then, uh, and then how people in this area uh, work hard at being MCs. Ah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Now what you know about a sweet MC from the 313? None of these skills you're about to see come free. So you want to be a sweet MC, you got to become me. If you ever want to be one, see, uh, etc. cetera.
0: Uh, I, like, I like sweet MC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's another thing I hadn't heard before, being a sweet mm-hmm. MC. Yeah, it's
1: kind of an odd I don't know if that's like a uh, an established uh phrase or idiom or if I don't if, think
0: it is. I think it just <laughs> kind of rhymes with 313.
1: Ah. Sweet MC 313. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Um there's <laughs> IQ has the first verse on this uh and and by the way, when we say IQ, he spells his name E Y E dash k y u so uh. i is in the I that sees and q is in like the japanese syllable
0: i guess uh uh i thought it was gonna be q u e u e is that how it's spelled
1: i think it's q u e u e u e u e u e all you? the way home yeah <laughs> um he has he has a fun he has a fun uh couple lines here my rhymes they keep coming like nymphomaniacs that masturbate <laughs> uh, that's funny and i feel like it doesn't seem super derogatory i don't know i mean nymphomaniac is not uh an accepted word anymore um, right but it also doesn't seem like he's necessarily shaming uh, that person either
0: um I, I, for some reason, I just think that like the description of a nymphomaniac be, as being a person who's constantly masturbating is <laughs> a little misinformed and, and very funny.
1: <laughs> it's He's not saying that they're necessarily... Uh, that's what a nymphomaniac is.
0: He's There's saying- two types of nymphomaniacs in this world, Nathan. <laughs> yeah. Nymphomaniacs who masturbate and nymphomaniacs uh-huh. who do not masturbate. Exactly. Set theory.
1: Nymph, nymph cells, I think they're called. <laughs> set theory oh you fucking nerd <laughs> uh there's some other good lines here um i'll i think these these are both m&m these ones i'm going to point out i uh i'll send a rapper back with the crack of his ass shitty if he's acting soft and he cowers he better come cleaner than jeru jacking off when he showers um, uh, great yeah um Apparently, it's a reference to a Jeru song called Come Clean. Oh, there you go. Yeah.
0: So it works on levels. Uh, Will you play my sound sample of that so you can see what he rhymes ass shitty with?
2: (laughs) It's just Uh, pretty funny.
0: Is it good?
1: Oh, here we go. Yeah, it is. I see what it is. (laughs) (laughs)
0: He really says ass shitty in this like exact same cadence as cast capacity,
1: capacity and ass then shitty, so-
0: and then someone laughs.
1: I think that's him. I think he's like, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, huh Good one, good one, Marshall. <laughs> good one, me. <laughs> oh, did we yeah. say yet that his name is Marshall Bruce Mathers the Third? I don't
1: think we did say that. But, uh, that's where he gets his name from M M&M, and M, uh, cause Marshall and Mathers M M&M, and M yeah. and, uh, it, it, he, he, he used to, he began spelling it as like the letter M M&M, ampersand M like the candy. Uh, but then it eventually evolved into how it's spelled now M M&M and M with the E M I N E
0: M. Um, uh, I, I kind of like this, this lyric, not necessarily the content, <laughs> I'm just really trying to couch this. Um, it's mm, the lyric couches. is bucking the bucking these hoes. I got that shit down to a science, leaving them hot and bothered turned on like an appliance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. I that's, that's from funny. IQ. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's funny that, uh, <laughs> yep. I, I, there's a lot to unpack there. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> There, are, I mean, I guess you could make the argument that like comparing a woman to an appliance is kind of objectifying.
0: It's well, it's very literally objectifying.
1: But I mean, liter, literally, but it's it's a meta. Well, it's a simile. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: It's literally metaphorical. It's literally
1: um, similarly.
0: But uh, I, I, I guess just the idea of comparing. Um, having game as it were with um like leaving your instapot pot on or something <laughs> is just like stupid and, or, and kind of like charming
1: or like leaving your stove on or something
0: <laughs> yeah that's great
1: uh m&m has I, these lines baby
0: you got a stew going <laughs>
1: yeah exactly um, Eminem has these lines I rock a beat harder Than you could beat it With rocks I'm greeted with Flocks of fellow Followers singers You couldn't make The fans throw up Their hands If they swallowed Their fingers
0: <laughs> That's fucking great I, I like that a lot I think yeah. I have that Here um, Oh yeah The one that just says Good burn Oh okay Let's listen to it <laughs> with of fellow
2: Followers singers You couldn't make The fans throw up Their hands If they swallowed Their fingers yeah.
0: Also, that's great.
1: Yeah, that's that's really fun. I also like how much he emphasizes the internal rhyme with "I rock a beat harder than you could beat it with rocks." I'm greeted with flocks of fellow followers, singers. Yeah, that's a fun line too. Just self-contained. I rock a beat harder than you could beat it with rocks. Like it doesn't necessarily like it doesn't necessarily work completely. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's not like you know the the second half of it doesn't necessarily scan super well. But it's uh, it's fun wordplay, at least. Do you want to... Um, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> let's, oh. move, let's move on. Oh. You don't want to listen to the more homophobia
0: sound sample you have? Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... Uh, Is that IQ? Yeah, that's IQ. Yeah. Uh... Okay, um... that's forget- not the worst
1: homophobia I've heard from uh, rappers. It's most. It mostly seems like a. I mean, I I hesitate to say this. I mean, it's like. I mean, it's not great, and especially because it uses like a slur. Um, it says dyke. Um, yeah. But in like the the idea he's expressing is just kind of you could you could take it as being sort of playful because he says with the mic I'm like a dyke can't know n-word fuck with this.
0: So he's yeah, like it, it yeah. is interesting that he is positioning himself as as a dyke. Right. Yeah. That is interesting. <laughs>
1: like he's not allowing other dudes to fuck with him.
0: Yeah. Basically. It's so. also like I don't know, it's it's kind of strange. I hadn't thought about this before, but he's using the n-word to specifically refer to men.
1: Yeah, I hear that in rap. Song sometimes, because um,
0: obviously a lesbian, a butch lesbian woman could be uh, of of any skin color, right? Yep. So, or or, or one who, or one who would love one, <laughs> or fuck with one. Yeah. Yeah. As exactly. It were.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's not necessarily great, but it's
0: not. The worst. <laughs> did you hear how stressed out I was, like, trying to navigate how to talk about that? I was yeah, just like, I did. <laughs> it was just like uh, like a mountain pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, uh, it's, it's hard to
1: talk about things sometimes when we uh, have not been accultured or raised to have the tools to talk about them mm-hmm. in a great
0: way yes trying to put my snow chains on (laughs) (laughs) yeah you pulled over got your chains out
1: (laughs) tried to make it over that pass what a rush
0: (laughs) yeah uh do you have anything more to talk about 313
1: nah i'm good let's move on to maybe the worst song on the album definitely maybe the most uh misogynist and negative yeah it's called maxine
2: I know this crack fiend Maxine who needs a vaccine. She tests positive, but tells you that it act's clean. Plus, she got a sugar daddy. Yes, and every hooker daddy takes in the crook badly. If you must look a sadly on her reputation, you're in jeopardation. If you ain't got no preparation, when you step away, son, she got a face done, looking provocative. She let you knock it if you press the issue. So
1: yeah, this song opens with the lines. I know this crack fiend Maxine who needs a vaccine. She tests positive, but tell you that her acts clean plus she got a sugar daddy gas in every hooker that he takes in to crook her badly yikes
0: yeah it's like i i'm trying to imagine what is the song that tells this story that that it's just so obvious when you're listening to this that um this is a judgmental song um that (laughs) It's, it's a judgmental song that's only seeing really the fault in, in the woman. Right. Um, and not addressing any of the systems or any of the men. Um, and also, it's like, I guess, is this a true story? Why are you telling this story? I don't know. It's like, what what is the point of this? What
1: is the point of this? Yeah, because it, it doesn't yeah. seem like they're having fun in this song. Like, I mean, say what you will about ICP and their misogyny, but a lot of the times they were just kind of over the top clowning, even as they were denigrating women, which isn't necessarily like morally better, but also it seems like they, they are, have more of a reason to do it. This just seems like you're not having fun and you're not like, what's like, what's the point of this song? You know,
0: does that make sense? Is that an awful
1: thing for me to say? (laughs) I can't tell if that's super shitty.
0: I, you're talking about intent versus impact, and I especially if we're t- just talking about analyzing it, I think both matters. Um, it doesn't necessarily make a difference in impact, but right. I think it does matter. Uh, but for I can't think of any specific examples, but I'm pretty sure that ICP just straight up has multiple songs exactly like this.
1: No, you're right. They definitely do have songs where they're where not where they're
0: not right? having fun.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. You're where right. Where
0: they're specifically saying, "Let me tell you about this terrible woman." No, and they see you right. getting some yeah. sort of like weird venting energy out of it. So, Yeah. And they're and and on top of that, they're bad rappers.
1: Yes. At least Eminem is, has more technical skill when he is yeah. being misogynist. If you match the price, otherwise she won't look at you twice, but when you catch the lice or get the urgency to go to the emergency because it burns to pee, don't bring your germs to me because they ain't trying to hear it while you're fighting your fucking disease trying to clear it. Yikes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And then uh, there's a guest rapper named Con Artis who says, sometimes I wonder what's your purpose in life that is to get with every brother and unveil one of his kids. It's like, fuck you, dude.
0: Yeah. Uh, what does unveil mean? Just like to get pregnant as a way of having leverage. I guess so. He
1: uses words that I, because the next line is shit. You live in trife. And I don't understand that, what that word means.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know that this is a thing. Um, like that, like, uh, it's, I've, I've heard of this happening and I've had people in my, within my um, trying to think of how to like (laughs) appropriately talk about this. I know people who have intentionally um, manipulated people into impregnating them. Um, Mm -hmm. And like that this is like a way to wield power um, that women have. Um, And obviously that's terrible. (laughs) Right. Yeah. um, So I guess like, um, I don't know. I, I, saw this, I saw this article like a year ago or so. It was written by a woman and it said, we have to talk about toxic uh, femininity. Hmm. And um, it was basically just like, if you've done or known anyone who's uh, done the following things, that has like a big list of things of ways that women can like weaponize certain aspects of femininity in order to get what they want. Um, and I was like, okay, I think that there's some version of this where women can hold each other accountable or certain men can hold women in their lives. Like if they're actually in partnerships with them and there's consent for accountability, you know, like, I think like, I don't want to say that none of this stuff happens and that, um, in order to, um, have real equity, um, and to solve for pattern, uh, men are the only ones who will have to change. Cause obviously women will have to, like, some women will have to like give up, um, certain, uh, certain things that pa- that they've subscribed to in the patriarchy. Um, I guess when I, <sighs> This is another one of those mountain passes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but i i remember I remember at the end of like at, by the end of the article, feeling like um, this sucks that they're using the rhetoric of they're trying to say they're they're making a reverse ra- uh, a reverse racism style right. rhetorical argument that says. Um, there are people on both sides who are, uh, to blame. Yeah. Um,
1: like just from the
0: really talking about systems of oppression.
1: Yeah. Just from the get go, like the, the idea, the, the phrase toxic femininity is just like so gross and implies such a false equivalency. Like it just loses me right at the beginning. It's like, exactly. it's yeah, like hearing it's someone, equivalency. yeah, it's like hearing someone say all lives matter. It's like, dude, you're fucking missing the it's point. That. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know what, what greater point I was trying to get out with that, except that like, it sounds like she is, I mean, this is some article that I haven't read that you're describing to me, but.
0: right. Uh, I'll, I'll try to link it.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, the ways that women try to gain power in a patriarchal system, um, it's hard for me to, uh, I mean, it's. And to one to a certain extent it's hard to begrudge them that you know Yes. you know, but it also like when it causes personal harm to other people like that's not great either uh it's i mean it's just like the patriarchy man it like fucking harms everybody
0: and and i and I also like I'm under the imp- like so part of the song is that like this character has AIDS
1: um, right yeah that's a big, and is big being part.
0: dishonest about her uh, HIV status
1: mm-hmm
0: um And I know that that's a thing too.
2: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um, and like, I was even listening to Los culturistas the other day, and um, someone called in. Um, it was one of their live, no, it was one of their live shows and, and it was like an advice show. And someone uh, said it was a gay man and he said that he got HIV mm-hmm. and that he went to his dating apps and updated everything. Um, to, you know, be responsible. And he said he started getting um, messages um, like people saying that they would um, pay him to uh, have unprotected sex with them. Uh, yeah. I've, and then, and then uh, the hosts were like, Oh, you're talking about, a, they said like a bug chaser or something.
1: Yeah. Like I've, that. I've heard that term before a bug chaser.
0: Yeah. And I was like, what are you fucking talking about? Are you serious right (laughs) now? So like, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a whole, like there is like a, a whole world of this kind of thing like happening, um, around drugs, around, um, venereal disease. Um, and like, that's also mixed up with this misogyny and, uh, Again, at the end of the day, I don't know what the point specifically of this song is, but I'm also trying to not just write it off, mm-hmm. you know, because like if, if I was regularly having to dodge this kind of situation in my life, maybe I would feel differently about this song.
1: Yeah, I guess that's a, that makes a certain sense. Yeah.
0: I think I think I've made it.
1: I think you've made it over the pass. <laughs> We're on the downward slope. Who, <laughs> boy. I mean I think I think Eminem might just get more and more tough to talk about, potentially. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know, dude. All right, you want to move on to the next song?
0: Yeah. Um these if I remember right, get pro uh progressively less interesting
1: yeah although backstabber is kind of fun it's kind of a a night of the uh hatchet situation yeah um but yeah let's listen to the next song Open Mic
2: you want see fights I got match for you couldn't playing <laughs> with <laughs> a This this hook is so
0: funny to me. It's It's so so indignant
1: and it's it's so harsh and like yeah the tone is so indignant hey yo who the fuck passed you the mic and said that you can flow point him out man i want to know who the fuck passed you the mic he's like he's so angry he's not even blaming the person on the mic he's just like <laughs>
0: he's like clearly this is someone else's fault Cle- like I'm mad you- at the system you- that made this happen you were so
1: incompetent it must be someone else's fault that like gave you the mic. <laughs> such a fucking harsh diss oh my god yeah. fucking murdered and them. his
0: vocal delivery uh throughout the song just gets madder and madder uh, <laughs> and he, his voice keeps getting higher pitch <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so fucking uh that's a uh, time by the way spelled like the herb you get it yeah. herb um yeah that's so fucking harsh um yeah. and this uh <laughs> that's so fucking entertaining the, that line we heard that right before the chorus. You want to see fights? I got a match for you. You couldn't flip shit playing in toilets with a spatula. <laughs> that, f- that line is fucking hilarious. <laughs> just imagine somebody just playing in a toilet, like, in general, but with a spatula in specific.
0: Yeah, this is world building. <laughs> right yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: I mean, like, not that it makes sense with anything else that he's saying, but with, with one half of a sentence, he created an entire universe where <laughs> that is something that could happen. Exactly.
1: Like, oh, I think boy. he just
0: like, um, like w- willed an alternate reality into existence. Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh man. Um, this is the song that has like the really overwhelming repetition of sounds. Um, in fact, I wonder if I can pull it up actually. Um, um, cuz i could read it out loud but it obviously would be better if we could just hear it i didn't collect a sound sample but we can uh uh oh, shit if i can find it come on soundcloud
2: hey, yo man what's up <laughs> <laughs> right, it's
1: in the second person,
2: so the way you hack the slice when i feel you back with nikes jacket likes of seas now i'm set to launch a plan following up the stage with a legal contraband i stopped to man so unless you want with e-gots you set the mic down i'm steve in a okay, tasting it. it. mask it's an amazing okay, to that yeah. was yeah. success
1: all right sorry so we can start here again
2: in a mask, it's an amazing task, to battle with success, I never gave a fuck, now I give a fuck less, and when it's slugfest fast, I get physical-like positions, invisible-like magicians, with mystical-like traditions, we can wizardry like a sorcerer, no remorse for you when I torture you throughout the course of my orchestra, so feel the force of my spiritual images, slicing up an enemy's appendages, chilly images, my skin it tears. every time a rapper recites, and when he's still with his verse, I'm all confident,
1: holy shit yeah that repetition of sounds though uh it's kind of overwhelming yeah
2: especially yeah, especially,
1: especially those lines wicked wizardry like a sorcerer no remorse for you when i torture you throughout the course of my orchestra Ooh. i mean it helps that he varies the tone of what he's saying uh he the melody essentially he varies it quite a bit um in a way that helps it not just be like a monotonous assault of similar sounds yeah yeah But, uh, I mean, I don't mean to sound like I'm criticizing him for that. Like it's, it's obviously just like a huge amount of technical skill and, uh, fun in playing with language. Um, but it's just like so much, it's like eating a really rich, like flourless chocolate cake or something. It's like, I'm enjoying this, but it's also really overwhelming.
0: (laughs) Too rich.
1: It's too rich for my blood
0: uh shall we talk about never too far
1: sure why not it's the next song after all
2: objects whenever it's up to you the decision is yours If what you vision is yours or a mission is course when your shit is in the stores because you can be a star no matter wherever you are you're never too far from resident because you can be king you can fool the world you can do anything it's on you baby because you can be a star no matter wherever you are you're never too Oh,
0: I'm so inspired.
1: So inspired. You can be king, Cameron. You can rule the world. I
0: honestly didn't think that I could, but now I'm wondering if maybe I could be king.
1: Cameron, you can rule the world. You can do anything. It's on you, baby. Man,
0: I, it never occurred to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yo, forget that president, man. I'm trying to be king, making dead presidents. You know what I'm saying? Getting money anytime I want, owning my own businesses and all that. You know what I'm saying? that's what uh denon porter uh who i guess goes by mr porter um as a as a rapping name uh that's what he says at the end of the song yeah it's it's uh, it's essentially like another inspirational song about Eminem is not fucking around and he's here to get success
0: yeah Bel- believe in yourself believe in your dreams man uh but yeah it's all, yeah it's about uh financial discomfort Uh, cause all I do is yearn a life without concern and dream of having to turn to earn money to burn. Mapping out my strategies to get rich, huh? My desire is like a scratch that needs to get itched, huh? Huh?
1: Uh, He usually doesn't do that kind of, uh, throwaway word at the end of the line. Um
0: are you accusing him
1: of cheating no not cheating because he does rhyme rich with itched but uh yeah it's it's not it, it can work i it's not necessarily my favorite um it, there are a lot of rappers who will end essential. well not every but m- many lines with like the n-word for instance um and they usually will be rhyming the word that happens before the N word, but it can feel like kind of a lazy flow sometimes. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think he's necessarily like getting too close to that, but I also, it's just like not my favorite device to throw in these like words at the end of lines. Yeah. we not really adding anything. Yeah. So anything else to say about the song before we go on to the next one? No, let's move on. Let's move on to searching.
2: How much of me can be? Your man legally wet, your loves keeping me fed. This is easily said, so you can lead and be led. If you can't be down, we ain't saying nobody like you nowhere to be found. I'm you're the one who my life, baby. i you're the one who my life,
1: I like that so weird little she- whistle in the chorus. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Genius annotators uh James gatz in scope E uh <laughs> say Eminem is searching for true love. There are zero curses. Possibly the cleanest nicest Eminem song ever.
1: So clean and nice. Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> kick out of that. Yeah. It's it's a straight up love song.
0: Oh, sorry. That genius annot- annotation uh, was five years ago, and that was from Slim Cartman. Excuse me.
1: Oh, Cameron, get it right. Um, Eminem begins his lines with uh, "I'm reminiscing on your tenderness and the snuggling and teasing, missing what I remember, kissing and hugging and squeezing." I like the genius annotation at the bottom here. Just uh, you can add like a general comment at the very bottom of the song. Uh, Kanye Walker. Six years ago said, Eminem in a song with no curses? Something's wrong.
0: I need those good cusses. Gotta have those
1: good, yummy cusses.
0: (laughs) When he says the word that's bad that I'm not allowed to say (laughs) in front of my moms, love that.
1: So delicious. All right. Um, Yeah. Kissing and hugging and squeezing. That's cute. Snuggling Uh, hugs bugging and wheezing. I'm having trouble oh, yeah, with this breathing. This
0: this song's a marriage proposal. You could hear really it. It really is. Uh, how much I'm eager to be your man legal, legally wed. Yeah. Your love's keeping me fed. <laughs> I can't cook. Help. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I need a woman to feed me. Otherwise, I starve. Um, yeah. Eminem's got kind of an interesting personal life because he has been dating this woman, Kim, for several years at this point. Uh, she's his baby mama, and he does marry her in 1999. Um, hmm. they get divorced in 2001, I think it was. Uh, but then they marry again for a couple months in 2006.
0: Oh, a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He marries her in '99, divorced in 2001, and then he marries her in, uh, I think it was like June to April of 2006. (laughs) January to April. Sorry. (laughs) I don't know why I said June to April. It doesn't make a lick of sense. Um, Yeah. So this is sort of a marriage proposal, but they don't get married for another three years.
0: Got to take your time with these things. Shall Mm -hmm. we move on to Backstabber?
1: Yeah. This is a very ICP style song. Night of the Axe.
2: He's probably armed with attempt to do bodily harm Ring the alarm, look for a man with green hair Check it your girl's house, he was last seen there He has a mean stare, but usually cracks jokes do look on your mission and guard your backs, folks
1: Stay away from him. he ain't no good <laughs> He's a backstabber so are, and he ain't no good? Damn
0: Around... 1995, Eminem accused Champ Town of trying to get into uh, Kim's pants. Champ and others oh. interviewed say it wasn't true. Their friendship ended.
1: Oh, that just adds a whole nother dimension to this song. Yeah. Because, oh, and uh, on
0: the on the cassette liner, it says. And to those backstabbing, knife-carrying, jealous, hair-dying, trying to fuck my girl behind my back, Eminem ain't shit-talking, snake-sneaky motherfuckers, thanks for the motivation. I ain't mad. Yeah, you Five definitely don't sound mad. Points. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, with six exclamation points. Fuck, definitely not mad. No. Um, yeah. So in the intro, it says, attention all units, attention all units. We have an all-points bulletin out on a man with green hair. Um, and apparently, Champtown had green hair in '96. Um, so it's uh,
0: he's like the jokester.
1: He's he's like Richard T. Joker. Um, there's a Joker on the loose from the psychiatric ward. His face is up on the bulletin board with a reward. It kind of goes into this weird, like, fantasy of Eminem's enemy. Uh, that's a fun little phrase. Eminem's enemy. Um, he sort of casts him in, into this like weird, violent psychopath. Um, check at your girl's house he was last seen there he has a mean stare but usually cracks jokes Um, and then he confronts uh, Eminem I followed the voice that led down a flight of steps Eminem is like a cop in this song I think (laughs) great yeah I followed the voice that led down a flight of steps, sneezing at dust and swinging at the spiderwebs. Inside the depths of this basement, I taste lint in my mouth. The lights in the place went. I saw my life flash in front of my eyes. I felt a butcher knife slash at one of my thighs. None of my guys know where I'm at. I was doomed. Then I remembered the flashlight in my costume. You know, his police costume.
0: (laughs) One time uh, when I first started marching band my freshman year of Mm -hmm. high school, um, I I said, "Hey, when do we get suited for costumes?" And everyone laughed at me because I because I said costume instead of uniform. And I remember just thinking, like, "You're all laughing at me for not <laughs> calling these uniforms <laughs> like <laughs> they're fucking costumes." Like, come on. <laughs> yeah like come on I people look fucking ridiculous like and I'm down but like don't fucking shame me for calling this a costume <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's, I'm helping it's, you nerds out by learning to play sousaphone in three weeks so shut the fuck <laughs> up <laughs> uh,
1: fuck dude
0: yeah yeah I, I, sorry yeah, I just I really a, needed to vent there yeah
1: you really showed them After all this time, you finally got him, Cameron. Nice work. Um, Take
0: that, Leanne.
1: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, Eminem does use the word uniforms here, though. In verse 2, we got the walkie-talkies to keep us all informed, suited up head-to-toe in detective uniforms. Our unit storms in, we split the ghetto into sectors, locking down every block, and put up metal detectors. I don't think that's what they do when they're doing a manhunt. You put up metal detectors? What is the fucking point of that? Do they mean like the the, the kind that you walk through or the the, the the wavy kind on a stick that you like wave over the ground?
0: And also, how is that going to help them find the backstabber?
1: Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's going to catch you a guy who's got a belt buckle or keys, but it's like... If I was the backstabber, I would probably not be walking through a metal detector. I'd just fucking go around it.
0: Uh, one of the most contrived lyrics in here. Cuffed him at the. S- no, 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 no. Here it is. No, no. He shed his skin, then promises to come clean. I took his butcher knife and jabbed it into his. What do you think it is? Uh, ween. <laughs> no, weenie. Uh, no. bean. Yeah. huh uh, I, I would have liked that more his bean <laughs> really freaked his bean right in the right in the bean <laughs> uh, right in the spleen
1: uh yes i'm sure yeah. eminem at this point knew exactly what a spleen was and where it was on a body yeah and how you would uh
0: stab it just like me
1: yep I definitely know where a spleen lives in uh, the human body and how it might be targeted with a knife. I
0: definitely. also know. I also know what it does. Oh, totally! It it spleens
1: so hard. <laughs> it's the best at spleening. Honestly, like I can't think of a better thing that spleens.
0: I can't wait to get my honorary doctorate.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a really cool Russian Russian band called Spleen. Uh that has a, a song that Dustin got me listening to called um Iraq uh geography. It's a really fun little jam. Check it out. It's on I think it's on Spotify.
0: Uh it's do you want to spell that non-figure. so I can put it in the learning links? Uh is it just uh, Iraq Geography?
1: It's it's spelled like Y R O K, but that is uh that's like the transliteration of Cyrillic. And it's spleen, S P L E A N.
0: S P L E A N. Okay.
1: Oh, all of their songs are in uh, Cyrillic on. uh, Oh, cool. On uh, Spotify.
0: Shall we listen to the final song, "Jealousy Woes"? I guess so.
2: wait figure of evacuation is every accusation makes me want to smack your faces and see I never been so sure if you're just insecure so my solution to your jealousy was insecure I recommend you take your things and check a in look at the nervous manck I'm in I need my second man say what you and what you going
1: through ah this is not a good song I don't like it.
0: What is your issue with this song?
1: Well, I don't like that uh, they have a man playing the part of a woman and they just like pitch shift his voice up a little bit. Um, Yeah. Especially because he's doing such like a parody of a woman and what a woman might be saying. Um, Yeah.
0: I think my favorite version of this song is uh, Kendrick Lamar's This Dick Ain't Free. (laughs) Have you listened to that song? Uh,
1: maybe
0: it's, it's, it's basically slam poetry, um, set over jazz, um, which means that I should hate it, but it's incredible. And Mm. there is a woman who does like a super petty, like, um, little, little monologues in between, uh, like bookending the song. Mm
1: hmm. Is, it, is yeah. it an actual woman, or is it
0: uh It is an actual woman, I believe. Okay,
1: <laughs> that is a step up.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this song is about a woman who Eminem's character is involved with, who is jealous and suspicious of him, um, even though he apparently is, like the best husband ever or best boyfriend ever I come home every day every single day from working double shifts and stop along the way to pick you up a couple gifts um, mm-hmm. he's just playing this caricature of like a perfect boyfriend um, mm-hmm. and he buys her diamond rings and jewelry um, and uh, yeah she's just like is too suspicious and he eventually um, finds out that she has been um, unfaithful and she's been cheating on him and he wasn't suspect. Well, he was, he was suspicious, but for good reason. And then, so he leaves her and then she, he's with someone new and then she's trying to get him back after he got rich, I guess. this. Yeah. Character. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a adolescent kind of revenge fantasy. Yes. Yeah, it
1: is. And, it has such charming lines as, um, and you tell your friends you plan on dumping me. So I'm a wait for your evacuation. Cause every accusation makes me want to smack your face in. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, he does, um, he does say, he, he paints a picture of himself in this song as being, as feeling out of control and feeling anxious and feeling like, um, like he's in over his head as opposed to it's not great that he's sing <laughs> that he's singing about this um, but uh I think he's trying to say like I'm I need to leave because I am out of control um mm-hmm. and because of the way you have me feeling. um and then he does instead of hitting her um so I I don't wanna. Obviously it's very callous, but like I don't want to say that like he's saying and you deserve that necessarily. He's like he's more I think we're going to run into this kind of thing like rapping about domestic violence a lot from Eminem and we're going to have to Probably. Des- we're going to have to decide on a case case by case basis is he glamorizing this or is he being or is he saying that this is these are feelings that he's processing?
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cause he does say like, makes me want to smack your face in, but he doesn't say that he is actually doing it or thinks that's a good impulse. Right. So I guess that's something.
0: Yeah. So like, <sighs> I mean, I think in this song, this song reads so much as a fantasy. Um, and because it feels like a fantasy, that's not really self analyzing enough and because it feels so fake, then it's like I don't think this excuses being flippant about um, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But right. I, I'm just like trying to like lay the groundwork for being able to not <laughs> to, to like really engage with his work later. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else to say about this song.
1: Yeah, me either. It's not my favorite. No, it's not um, great. Probably not as bad as Maxine, though. Nope. Um, yeah. So that's the last song. Uh, next up next week is uh, the Slim Shady LP, right?
0: Yeah. What's yeah. all on here? I haven't heard it in, uh, you know, 20 years or so. Maybe 15 years.
1: We got My Name Is. Great. Um, 97 Bonnie and Clyde. I think that was kind of a hit. Yeah. Well, there, conscience? There's a song
0: in here called Come on Everybody, and come is spelled in the porn hmm. way. Hmm.
1: Featuring Dinah Ray. Yeah, I think we're going to get some real, like, stinker stuff. <laughs> um, and I think uh, Eminem bleaches his hair, too.
0: Great. Um, all right. It might be a little rough for a while, folks. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, rough in, in different ways than, uh, Yoko Ono maybe would have been.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, until next week, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Get on the discord. The link will be in the show notes. Uh, you can also write us a review on iTunes. That would be very nice for us. Please. Um, If you want to help us keep making the show, you can go to our Patreon website. And there, if you contribute just a few dollars a month, you get access to all of our cool bonus content, including a weekly mini show um, called What's in the Box Weekly. And this week, we checked back in on The Mandalorian again. And then Cameron wanted to talk about a movie called...
0: Parasite.
1: Yeah. uh, Bong Joon-ho's recent movie that's getting lots of uh, awards and traction and attention and it's Yeah,
0: which fun. you also saw.
1: I also we, saw. We yeah. had a nice
0: nice little chat. Yeah.
1: I liked it more than uh, okja his
0: uh Oh, I forgot he did to okja. Most recent. <laughs> yeah.
1: That movie was a little bit of a mess.
0: It's a is a bit much. I I yeah. like seeing I I like it when people say to Jake gyllenhaal Hall, just uh just go for it, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is really entertaining. He's definitely uh bathing in the river of ham in that movie yes yeah you know, i like it
0: so give us give uh, us
1: your money give us your fucking money um hopefully i would <laughs> this love is a stick up what oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh we've got a gun pointed at you Duh, don't <laughs> turn around uh we'll blow your brains out but just we're right behind you and you need to go to support.box at a website. I would also love if we could arrange a full length bonus episode ah, uh, yeah, in which we eight watch mile? eight mile. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. That would be really interesting. I have never seen it. Me neither. And I'm really interesting, really interested in what it says about like m ms self mythologizing. You know? Yes. Yeah. You can also listen to Cameron's other podcast, Get Up in the Cool, which is about all kinds of folk musics, uh, oftentimes focusing on Appalachian fiddle and banjo music, but not always.
0: Could, couldn't have said it better myself. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, recently, you you had on uh, Lone Pignon. Oh, so right? good. Yeah. They're the coolest. I think you talked about them in one of the most recent episodes, but that episode is now out. Yeah. So Go get it. We can check that out. Yeah. So until next week with the Slim Shady LP, I've been Nathan Hunt and I got to have
0: those good yummy cusses. And I've been Cameron DeWitt. And can you hear this? What? Can you, can you hear this? I'm, I'm a mic Nestler. uh, (laughs) It's going to, it's going to come through on on the recording. Yeah,
1: it's definitely, you can tell from the quality of sound.
0: I have these big, like comical, um, uh, Furby-style, s- like wind screens, and so they're actually very nice to nus- nestle.
1: Oh, nestle and nuzzle. Are you n- you n- was it and hugs or snuggling hugs? Are you snuggling hugs with those Furby uh, snuggle- snuggling thugs? Snuggling thugs.
0: <laughs> oh, very good. Uh um, ah, okay, I, I, not, gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't be I can't be on Skype any longer. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get out of here. Okay, yeah, bye. Thank you for your patience. Bye. Mm-hmm.